Hi and welcome to my podcast. I'm Sophie Sandel and uh, every now and then I record some of my thoughts that I also have in my blog on my website sophiesandel.com and this post, this blog, this podcast is about big data and I'm quite interested in social media and the web and big data comes naturally with it. You know, whether we like it or not, we have a lot of data around us and uh, the other week I was asked by a by a company if I as a social media speaker know anything about big data and yeah of course I do and my my aim with this post um, was to describe big data for the person who is not that uh, familiar with it and it's an expression that we're just going to hear more in the future for sure it's not going to go away so here we go Last week, I got asked if I knew about big data and how to use it in digital marketing. Yes, of course I do. I've been using big data for years when analyzing numbers from websites and social media. I've also been fortunate to speak at many conferences where some of the other speakers have been fully, fully trained big data ninjas. And I'm lucky to know some of them personally, and that meant quite a lot for my personal development uh, or what you say, professional development within uh, big data and how to use numbers. And big data, it's complex information and it feels as overwhelming as a huge waterfall. And it's only if you present big data in a meaningful way that will help you to make better decisions. And to define big data, I try to, I try to do it like this. Big data is inconveniently big. It's hard to handle and it's impossible to overview in its raw form. On Wikipedia you can read, Big data is a term for data sets that are so large or complex that traditional data processing applications are inadequate. Challenges include analysis, capture, data curation, search, sharing, storage, transfer, visualization, querying and information privacy so it is an enormous topic and you know when I talk when I'm my experience has not really been how to set up the channels it's been more like analyzing the data and see what you if you can see any patterns so I together with other people who are experienced in, in marketing and web management we need to learn outside our current scope in within big data um, and I was at a conference last year and an acquaintance who spoke was an American speaker and she is responsible for all digital marketing for a large hotel chain in the US. And when I say large, I mean that they have hundreds of thousands of rooms that they rent out all year around, all around the US. And she told me about her struggle. And it's about... Um, she was she was new in this. Uh, I, I think it's called vice president marketing, digital marketing in this hotel chain. And she started this job out, and she wanted to start to look at numbers. And for years, they had been making most decisions based on their prejudice, personal experience, and the gut feeling. And she felt this is not right because we can. It's impossible for us to overview everything that's going on and every hour their hotels have thousands of guests who are in touch with them either online on the phone they are staying in one of their hotels um, and the information they collect about their customers all the time is big data you know it's impossible to overview it's enormously big it's inconvenient and it's very uncomfortable to look at these numbers 
Um, and the information they have around about their guests comes in many forms. Some some are internal data, some are external, and you have access to all the kind of data that you ask for information before the visit and during the stay. And then about your customers, you have random data that you collect during their visits or maybe after their visits and you collect them in different forms. And their challenge was to use all the information they have about their customers in a meaningful way so they could make better marketing decisions. Uh, to kick this off, they spent a few days in a large conference room and they try to figure out every possible touch point that the customer have with them. So it's from everything, you know, their first visit to the website, their call, where they are, who they are con connecting with in the hotel and how they can collect data from them there. Is it something that they can prove in the marketing, in the message, in what the customers really want and what they're looking for? And when they did this, they, they started exercise with post-it notes and they ended up having a huge map that was not easy to overview or understand and the next step was to set up collections points where they wanted to see and follow customers and you know you also have to be doing this in, in an ethical way you cannot collect all data about people like creepy information you know you have to sort of set the <laughs> your own internal ethical rules um and they set up all those collection points around the data and then they wanted to improve everyone's web analytics skills because it's impossible to work on big data within a big business in marketing if you don't have the skills. And I would guess that 60, 60 to 70% of our marketers don't have any kind of analytic skills. So there is a lot of training needed and you need to do this together so you start to use the same kind of expressions. I've been in some marketing teams when you use different expressions about these kind of things, such as analytics, and you are setting up for arguments when you do that. You want to have a pleasant environment where everybody can understand each other. And analytics is one of the most vital phases in the, in the data cycle. And the most common tools for marketers to use is Google Analytics. And it tells you about your web visitors. And with this tool, which is like you are implementing it through, yeah, your, yeah, you can verify it with webmaster tools, I think. Your web developer can verify it. Or there's like a few different ways to verify it, but they collect all the data that comes to your website. And you can understand if someone, some of your campaigns were successful, how many different leads it gave, where your, where your visitors are from, um, you can analyze your conversion rate and see how many of the new visits that le led to anything like a sale or an inquiry or they downloaded something or, you know, you got more likes on your social media, anything like that. You can measure and see how it's connected. And it is when the data shows you meaningful patterns that you can do something with it. And it can be very hard when, because big data is so big. So using a spreadsheet is really inconvenient and you need to use some kind of visualization software. And there are loads of those around. I'm pretty sure that there will be more developed in the next few years. And, you know, you can see certain patterns and you have to visualize it in different ways to see if you can understand the data differently. Um, and for, for the hotel chain in the U.S., 
it's this was not like a one month project it took a little while for them to make it work um and i would say that it's it is a continual improvement project where everyone in the project and in all teams around the data has to be open for new learning and you know to share the knowledge as well um and I just to make the thing a little bit more understandable about big data and what it is, I, I collected five examples, and these have been mentioned to me either by news news I read, or I also t- took uh, a course about big data uh, from Brisbane University. So some of the examples have been from there. And the latest big thing about big data was uh, <laughs> that's been in the news was the Panama leak. And the Panama leak, where the they were, they they uh, the journalists were reviewing eleven million documents. Uh, of course, it's an impossible task. So they used different visualiz- visualization tools. One was called NeoFG, and one is called Linkurious, and they are linked on my on my website. So please go to sufisander.com to find them to find them there. And they used those visualization tools to see pattern and you they cause a track where the money went um another interesting big data project is in australia and it's the eye on the reef program and people are helping scientists so if someone is um, diving snorkeling somewhere and they have a look at the reef they can film the 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 reef and send this off to the scientists and say where they were and then update about what it looked like so it's like an easy way for the scientists to collect data and it's called eye on the reef program and you know you can just google it so it's very interesting another interesting project is the airport of the future program and this is about how all different (laughs) flights are inflicting in, in yeah you know how it's influencing certain things in certain regions and how to make the airports more efficient very interesting and then i also found nasa earth image program so nasa has been taking foot, uh, photographs of almost every <laughs> single uh, spot on earth uh, you can go in there and you can google like uh, volcanoes you can check out big lakes you can compare different things so it's an enormous project of course because the globe is quite big and it's interesting to see how you visualize certain things and they they help you to how do you say withdraw certain information if you're interested in it so they have a a huge uh, image database and you have access to it so it's fantastic and my fifth example is about health sector and i'm quite interested in this myself and uh, i've been interesting in health because i have some uh, uh, I have a chronic condition called joint hypermobility syndrome. So it means that I often injured myself <laughs> because my joints are very flexible. And uh, I've spent quite a lot of time trying to figure out what is wrong with my, why, why I get injured all the time. And I was feeling a lot, I felt a lot of shame about this for many years. But then I realized I actually just, I have very flexible joints, much more flexible than, than a normal stiff person. So that's why I get more injured. So now I feel much better about it. Anyway, last time I went to my local uh, general practitioner, GP or house doctor, as you say in Swedish. The nurse told me, because she was measuring my blood pressure, which was fine. And she told me that if you have one of those blood pressure 
machines at home, you can take your blood pressure and call us and we will put that in your journal. And I was like, all right, cool. And right now this is done manually, you know, you call them, but in the future you will have an application on your smartphone and you can send it off to your doctor if you wish to and they put it into your journal immediately. And I'm pretty sure there are some smart people working on these functions and it's probably already possible in some uh, places. And we will use new personal digital technology in the future for sure. And right now we have fitness bracelets and different health apps. And uh, I have an app which is telling me how far I'm walking every day and how I'm sleeping. And I found this quite useful. I was quite skeptical in to begin with. But for me, it's been like giving me, you know, I know by heart now because I've seen this data on my on my phone every day for, for a while. And I know how much I need to walk around to actually walk about nine to 10,000 steps, which is my goal for every day. And I also know to, you know, I thought that I slept you know, that have had more poor sleep than good sleep. And now it's actually an indication for that I sleep quite well uh, some periods. And it's just like confirming approximately how many hours you sleep. And before that, I could sort of think maybe it took an hour to fall asleep. But now this is like an indication and it works quite well. Uh, I wouldn't say it's 100% accurate, but it's 80% accurate at least for my sleep. So now I know a little bit more about how long I sleep and uh, if I wake up and how long I'm awake for um, and then when I fall back asleep again and there will be loads of those new health applications developed and we will track all kind of, of functions like as I said sleep and movements you can also track your pulse I have a pulse app on my on my iPhone your blood pressure and connect it into your smartphone or computer very smart there are lots of period trackers we will have in the future hormone and blood and saliva tra- trackers and of course weight trackers that's nothing new really but you know uh, in the past if you were looking after your weight you might you know weigh yourself on the scale once per day or once a week and you had you kept a journal and today this is digital because the 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 scale is connected to the internet so it's just updating it automatically very smart i think you know it's for some people it can be really helpful if you're interested in managing your health um and i'm sure you know there's going to be much more that is possible to track in future and i think we should embrace it but also of course we have to be uh, cautious about what's happening with this personal data and we are connecting and storing more data than ever and we need to ask ourselves how we will use it and how it can be helpful and we will just watch this process and we're going to get more data and be more confused and we have to make better decisions from it somehow because it's like for me if I know that I'm five days out of seven is walking more than 10,000 steps which is my goal that's fine and if the if my bracelet doesn't tell me anything new, I will stop using it. So that's how data works. You know, when you have seen the patterns, um, you may not make any different decisions. So you we have to use the data somehow to make better decisions, and or maybe you know for somehow just keep track that things are okay. So a final question: How many people who are working in data marketing are big data ninjas? Not that many, unfortunately. And um, 
big data is very complex and it's only by collaborating and sharing skills that you can explore what it means to your organizations. So in this case, management and leadership is incredibly important. I also link on the um, on my website in the blog to a link about big data by McKinsey, which I found really interesting. And as always, I will read all tweets, all emails, all messages, whatever you send to me, get in touch. I will read it. And if you have any questions, uh, I will reply and answer them if I can. And then also, if you go to my website, you can sign up to my digital leadership newsletters, which I, I send them about once or twice per month, depending on my activity. This year has been more than more once per, per month than twice per month. I'm doing as good as can. Thank you so much for listening and I wish you a lovely day. Bye bye.